Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I found a minor dongle near Dahlia's doggy do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie, and I took a couple of cosmetology classes at community college. I could give you a makeover. <laughs> hey, my name is Winston, and I've also been a bad morgue attendant, but I, I mean, I like punitive uh, measures, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right well welcome to the show winston yeah i'm so happy to be here first time long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's only taken you know the show been on the air almost three years for me to get here but it's cool <laughs> well like we tell a lot of the pe- folks that joint- jumped in on the uh rewatch it's, you definitely got to come back during uh an episode where you know we're like theorizing and we don't know what's going on and we don't just kind of gloss over the episodes really quickly <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but these are fun too. I, I like. I'm I'm really enjoying going back over the the series again. So and uh, it's getting even more exciting now that uh, um, we're getting into the last weeks right before season three. So yeah, yeah. Got my fingers crossed for some screeners. So oh, yes, we should tell people you you write reviews for Spoiler TV and uh, you've done yeah. iZombie stuff before. Yes. Yeah. I'm supposed to cover the show pretty pretty actively during the season. Um, you know, life gets in the way, but mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll just throw that out there. <laughs> well, you know, if you do get the screeners, you know where to send them to, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'd send them to you. You know, no. wink, wink. It's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, yeah. Um. We're so close, though. We're so close. So I don't think we're going to get them. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's it's funny. I, I ended up, I'm not going to say who, but there was a, a, a friend in the press that uh, I was able to get the screener before season one started. Mm-hmm. And I like just, I like watched, I think it was like two episodes, the first two episodes. And I watched them and I was really excited about it. And then I kind of was mad. It was like, it was like I opened all my Christmas presents early. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think we got the first four the first year, yeah. and then we got none last year. And I was like, if we were gonna get them this year, I think we would have got them when we got the Riverdale screeners. Yeah. So I'm assuming that we're not gonna get them. Mm. So I guess for season three, they're kind of they wouldn't really push it for season three. I don't they're know. Really... Like this, last uh-huh. year for the 100 that we got them like we we got them in batches. Wow. So I don't really? know. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying not to, like, get too excited, but I'm hoping that they come. <laughs> but then, only so I can stay ahead with reviews. Like, I mean, sure, I'll be spoiled, but that way, I don't yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, wow. I wish I could write. I, <laughs> I can't write. I know, I know. Same here. I, I, I wish I could do it full time. I even, I even bought a book. I was like going to get myself into TV writing and uh, I have a book that's sitting on my coffee table for like ga- just gathering dust. And it's just, it's just called how to watch television. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now it's, and it's really, it's all about television review. Uh, but 
it's just more of a funny conversation piece piece because it's just sitting in my living room in next you know, near my television. It's just how do I, it's like there's the instruction manual. <laughs> now that's a book I could write. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into uh, the news. I got lots of news uh, today. Uh, first off, uh, Rose McIver is in Romania, apparently filming a movie for Netflix. I don't really know anything more about it but yeah wow that's great she's been gramming since from uh i'm using the lingo i learned in uh uh physician know thy selfie um she's been gramming from from romania and uh that's pretty much all we know um uh we forgot to mention last week iZombie released a promotional poster which is uh awesome (laughs) yeah it's amazing (laughs) It's basically Liv as like like a revolutionary like Che Guevara, um, and uh, what does it say? Zombies unite on the top of the poster. So it's kind of a signal of what to expect in season three. I'm thinking that she's not going to go along with the <laughs> zombie army plan and kind of rebel against it, or maybe the whole thing goes off the deep end and the zombie army rebels against the human population and lives and in... she's the poster child yeah, yeah that, i didn't think about that but yeah <laughs> so um there was a 10 second teaser that was released 10 seconds guys come on yeah <laughs> and it's way to make us work for it yeah huh? yeah and they apparently showed a, something something at the tcas uh, a, a longer than 10 second teaser and they've been waiting for that sucker to get released but uh, I've transcribed the, the teaser, and it's basically Vivian saying, "What happens when humans, le- or what happens when humans learn there's contagious zombies?" And then there's Clive. It says, "I liked being out of the loop on some of this." <laughs> so, mm. so uh, there's a synopsis that was released for episode one, and uh, folks, this is something I usually put at the end of the episode for before uh, we go into the, you know, when we're in our normal run. So skip ahead, I guess, if you don't want to hear it. But it's for the episode, uh, season three premiere, Heaven Just Got a Little Bit Smoother. And <laughs> it says, your favorite Zomcom Romdrom is back for season three. Liv has discovered there are more zombies living in Seattle than she previously believed. In fact, there's a private military contractor employing a small zombie army, and that army is preparing for the day humans learn of their existence. Major was exonerated for the crimes of the Chaos Killer, but is still considered a pariah. He manages to land a job with the one and only place that will hire him. Meanwhile, Blaine is accused of lying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's Rob Thomas writing, Dan Etheridge directing, both friends of the show, friends of the pod stuff. Uh, oh, I hate that. No. <laughs> friends, friends of the show. Uh, I, mean, I want a I want a pod save America t-shirt, uh-huh. but I I hate calling it a pod. Well, at least I'm not like advertising for Seed Geek every like ten minutes, so that you know, so yeah. at least you get that. Uh-huh. Okay, so back anyway, any back back it up. Back it up. So, okay, does Major get a job with this uh, this military uh, contractor? Fillmore Graves, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. that and, like, who's exonerating him? 
Because the Seattle PD want to be like, oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and who is he a pariah from? Could Peyton, like, uh, exonerate him? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, how much is he... Well, he was arrested, right? But then he got uh, put in jail. We'll be reminded of this in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then she gets he gets bailed out, or I can't. Or they break him out. It, uh, it's been a while, so you know. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Um. So yeah, that's that's yeah, that's, that's the major question. Major the yeah. The biggest and will we mark. see all this, or will it be kind of like how season two started when like a lot of time has passed and a lot of things happened off screen that we didn't see? We're just told about it mm-hmm. in exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I don't know. The title is Heaven Just Got a Little Bit Smoother, so I'm assuming that something, that, that there's going to be like a Rob Thomas funeral or something, and somebody's yeah, going to say that. Yeah, right after. So. Finale. Um, and in the teaser, as well as in the pro- promo photos, it looks like uh, um, uh, Major, Liv, and Clive are in like Vivian's office. It's like, kind of like this swank office, at least nice furniture. Um, Malcolm actually, uh, tweeted one of these pictures yesterday. Um, it, it was actually another shot. It was, uh, like Liv and Robbie standing over a, a corpse, an unidentified corpse. And Robbie's looking at something and, uh, Clive, 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 Malcolm tweeted, Robbie seems a little grossed out by something he's looking at. And, uh, Raul tweeted back, I was reading that Santa Clarita diet article. <laughs> 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 I'm glad he's not letting it die. Yeah. <laughs> Never let it die. <laughs> and folks, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, feel free to listen to the first uh, 20 rant and raving minutes of our Santa Clarita diet uh, review we did a few months ago. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, so let's get into what we're here for, which is a discussion of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter and uh, Physician Know Thyselfie. Heal thy selfie. Heal thy selfie. Sorry. So, uh, why don't I just start off with Winston? Like, what what made you say I want these episodes? Oh my God, Kristen Bell! Like, is there any other like <laughs> <laughs> what even like what even is that question? Uh, <laughs> like immediately, I was like, um, yeah, that you know, yeah, I've been yeah, that was a highlight of the season. Yeah. I wish it was more. I wish it was her actually there. I wish it was Veronica and Liv like teaming up, but it maybe never oh happened except for in fan fiction. So you know, whatever. That would but, be amazing. Uh, it would be. <laughs> but um, it was, and plus these, these episodes were really good episodes. They um, really kind of showed the balance, like a really good balance of the procedure element versus the serialized element of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this was like a huge, like especially. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, like, I, you know, I watched it again today because I watched it on a plane yeah. last week, and I was like, wow, like, this is a really good episode because you, you just get so much. You know, you get parkour major. Um, you know, you get you get the start of plane. That's what I like to call them. Um, and, <laughs> um, and, you know, you get um, Kristen Bell, obviously. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what else do you need? What else do you need? Yeah, let's... Plus you had that big backlash of, you know, minor on the bus, but, you know. Oh... Yeah, and again, like, if you are not overwhelmed with emotion and not listening to the beginning of Clive and Basio's conversation towards the end of the episode when they were talking about bringing Blaine in, like, he, she does mention that somebody found the dog on a bus, so he's okay. He's okay. 
Um, so I think I'd love to talk about like your first point, which was the major, uh, parkour thing. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, yeah. So have we established that Max Rager gives you superpowers? I don't know. I just, I kind of want to figure that out. Cause you know, he takes that chug of Max Rager and then he's just like, I'm parkour major. Yeah. Yeah. A few episodes ago, he was working out with uh, Vaughn, and Vaughn was exhausted, and then he drank the Max Rager, and then he could lift more weight again. Mm-hmm. And he, like, threw something at this bodybuilder. Yeah, he was, like, aggressive. Yeah, and it was when we were talking about that, I was like, Did this, does that ever come back? Like, I honestly thought this was going to be a bigger thing. Like, and now I'm, now I'm. You know, rewatching this scene, I'm like, okay, there was that. I forgot that they did sort of like a Popeye spinach thing with Major. Yeah. <laughs> but does it ever happen again? I don't think it does. Or It's I'm, just really weird. Yeah. I don't know. And just, I don't know, just to say that there's this drink that could power you up that much to give you like super strength or whatever. Um, or, you know, make you really speedy. Good at parkour. You're good yeah. at parkour. <laughs> well, I'm, I imagine Major's, like, good at parkour, you know. Major without, is good without. at everything. Yeah, he's great. Is he, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dude's fit. He's got a six-pack. I believe he can do anything. Very charming fella. I just don't like his face. It just reminds me of Play-Doh. I don't know. It's just me, maybe, but it's cool. Well, I think that's – is that baggage you're bringing over from One Tree Hill? Because you have a One Tree possible. Hill podcast? It's- I should it say. definitely is probably, you know, a real thing, but I just, I've never been a fan of Liv and Major, so maybe it's just that. I don't know. Oh, just, man. You know, it's just always been live well for life over here, so, you know. <laughs> I was won over by live well, um, but, you know, after that got blown away, uh, yes. I was back. You know what? It's too soon. Still too soon. Still too what soon. Are you, yeah. A little too soon. Nobody's crying over uh, Drake, though. Yeah, I. This is that was like the I was gonna say that's the whole bad part of this whole episode for me is just living Drake. I just I just don't get the attraction. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I just yeah, she would not be attracted to him if it wasn't for this horny librarian brain. Well, apparently she is because she ends up keeping in a relationship with him, right? (laughs) I think that's just out of desperation because she can't have major. You know, I don't. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny binging these episodes because it seems like, whoa, this happened quick right after her and Major ended things. But then there was that whole Christmas break, that episode where they were fast-forwarding through weeks of uh, yeah. plot uh, through the holidays. So I don't know. Maybe it has been long enough. I just don't – I just – I can't I, – I was watching it and I was like, I just don't – I don't see the appeal of the character or the actor. So I'm just hmm. like, mm. Yeah. He has this Matt Damon thing going on in these episodes. Mm-hmm. When he goes to vi- to uh, goes to visit his mom, he's like, "Yeah, the south, this southy accent comes out." Yeah, and then it's the, very then blue collar sweater. You know, I just <laughs> like, why would you wear a sweater if it's that small? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was listening today to the, our old podcast uh, episode when we reviewed this on the week it happened and i and our our guest then jen had a problem with the fact that he's obviously like waxing like his chest <laughs> and uh what's that all about you know but i don't want to I distance our audience that I waxes themselves i don't know so okay i have a stupid question oh please 
Why does Von de Clark want major? Like I've already forgotten this. Why does he want major to to kill these rich men? Say so, what? Uh, he wants I them to kill off the zombies. zombies. Yeah. So they're not necessarily rich zombies. They're just just zombies. Yeah, it just so happens that the people that he's taking he took out were like one percenters, so they all of a sudden became the chaos killer. Chaos killer. So well, I think because I think it's just easier to track a zombie if they're wealthy because they have the money to spend on oh yeah the tanning true. and all the other stuff versus like if it's just some homeless man on the street like how am I gonna you know like he can't afford it you know what I mean like somebody would report it and know so I. Wait, that's what I told myself because I was like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what's <laughs> okay. why they're all like why they're all wealthy one percenters? But yeah, they're they're cl- closer to the top of the list if uh, they're spending more money on all that stuff. So yeah, okay, all right, not a stupid but question. Like, if he's had Jenko this whole time, why can't Jenko do it? Like, what is I just I'm so. Uh, well, I, Janko doesn't have the zombie zombie detector, but I guess if you have the data, you don't. I mean, if you know that they're buying hundreds of dollars of hot sauce and um, getting their hair done and yeah. spray tans, I guess it gives you more of a clue. But yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know, this is coming from Vaughn, who was going to just send everybody on the list and their families on a cruise ship and sink it. <laughs> so I guess he doesn't want to be that delicate, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe. And can we just talk about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. Go ahead. I was like, can we talk about how this episode really kind of shed light on the contrast between Vaughn and Boss? Like when you watch it, you get like I just I I was never sold on Boss as a villain because he just seems so weaselish. Yeah. I'm just like when you have both of them in the episode and you see Vaughn like threatening these trolls and threatening Major, and then you see Boss with Blaine. I'm like. Is this a joke? Like, what is what is going on here? So <laughs> it really uh, it, maybe it's just tone. Uh, it, it, uh, they do seem like two different shows at, yeah. during those parts. Yeah, and they're both shows Blaine, I like because Blaine's involved with one of them. <laughs> yeah, Blaine was terrified of Mister Boss. Yeah, like Blaine put on the classical music because he thought he was about to die. Hmm. Yeah, and then when he made it out of the meeting with. Mr. Boss alive, he would, you know, he was like kicking the air. Yeah. I don't know how to explain how he was doing, <laughs> but he was so happy to have survived that and only get out owing $80,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like looking. And then, and then as opposed to Vonda Clark, you know, threatening major saying, pick, pick a person. And then the next day, that person in Malaysia is splattered all over the road. Yeah, you guys, I, I was like, where the heck are you guys talking about? Like, th- I know this happened, but, and I'm looking at my uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter notes. I'm like, wait, is it, oh, this all, all this stuff happens in Physician Heal Thy Selfie. But, uh. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Was it does it? Yeah, all that stuff does. Yeah. Oh, shit. Janko shit. and. Sorry. That's fine. Um, uh, but I do want to talk about this stuff. So, um, <laughs> basically, because, um, um. I got my – I wrote it down. I got, I got my theory back. My theory, of course, is that Liv infected Blaine. <laughs> I've heard. Go uh, on. So um, let me just write, read what I wrote down. Blaine first thinks boss doesn't remember, but he doesn't forget a face. Okay. Blaine left his job of slanging the U after the boat party. So what made it 
what made the change in his life that uh, happened that he ends up stealing a whole ton of utopium and uh, taking off? It's surviving that boat party, <laughs> which means he was turned into a zombie at the boat party. We'd never have found out when Blaine was turned into a zombie. And I just have this theory that, you know, she, uh, he was on the utopium. She spat the, threw the Max Ranger in his face. It triggered the cocktail. He turned to a zombie and then he scratched her. So, yeah. So I'm just thinking that if Blaine was working for Mr. Boss until that boat party happened, that's more evidence that something traumatic might have happened that made him go, you know what, screw this. <laughs> or, or, or he stopped working with Mr. Boss before the boat party because he thought he was going to make all this money at the boat party and he's going to be able to cut out on his own. Mm, yeah, I guess no, so. No, but... Denied. <laughs> I mean, the whole... I mean, the th- theory's way more fun, though. So, you know, I'm just saying. Oh. I mean, what they had, like, it, you know, it, it was this whole, like, raging meltdown of a party. Like, how is he expected to get away with either all of his product or all of his money without, like, while being in the middle of Lake Washington and the freaking boat's on fire and people are going nuts? Like, he, his, his plan is to turn people into zombies and have them pay him for brains, you know? I don't know if he had that plan back then, but it doesn't seem like a smart idea to turn all these people into zombies and just, I don't know, lose out in cash or product or both. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but what were you saying about the uh, the superpower? Didn't you say something about the superpower indicating that it's kind of like a sire bond? Am I – like it didn't work on Liv? Oh, yeah. Maybe? That was the other thing. Um, b- that was the thing that – kind of also shattered the theory in this episode as well because (laughs) Lane could tell that Liv was coming. But you never know. Maybe there was another zombie outside the door and Liv just happened to walk in at the same time. But didn't Liv scratch Major to turn him into a zombie? Yeah. Okay, well, Liv would have turned Blaine without scratching him, right? So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ah, theory is back on. I hope people at home are following this, but uh, <laughs> it's all making sense in my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, complete. I I'm just waiting for the call from Rob Thomas to be like, the, "Your plaque is on its way. You figured it all out." Oh I was going to say, has he told you that you're right yet? Come no, I. And you know, when I when I talked to him, I didn't have this theory going. It's just strange that we don't know. Like, it's never been told, like, where Blaine was infected, how Blaine was infected. And, of course... But I hope we do. It would be so cool to, in season three, to go back to the beginning and see another, you know, from another mm-hmm. perspective, the the boat party. Yeah. Because the zombie virus, like, it comes on just really quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. But his hair was white. His hair wasn't just a little skunk. Well, maybe it was the style. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Imagine if we were able to go back to the pilot and watch in slow motion. She spits in his face and his hair turns white. <laughs> Either he got really scared or, or Liv turned into his turned him into a zombie. Uh yeah. So that's that's pretty much I just wanted to talk about my theory yet again. Um what else? So, did you were you guys okay with the with the plane hookup? Like, what's going on there? Like, I don't like. I just I was watching it again, and I was like, I could see it coming a mile away, and I was just 
Like, wow, you know. They had chemistry. Like, even the first time that she was talking to him in the room, they had chemistry. You didn't think it was going to happen, but yeah. Um, oh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but it was just kind of, kind of like, oh my gosh, they're really going to pair them up? Like, he's murdered so many people. Yeah, Peyton should be smarter than the Yeah, I guess. They had, they've been saying, leading up, uh, that Peyton was going through a dry spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she has a drink with Blaine, and then suddenly she starts, like, the walls start fall, falling down. But she seems... Was he intimidated by her? Because he took a, like, she was sitting there, like, kiss me. And yeah, like, for, come hither. Like, <laughs> like, 45 seconds, and he just looked at her. I was like, is he intimidated by Peyton? <laughs> Possibly. Um, you know, it's just weird to see Blaine not in control and not, you know... Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, do you think like he has any sort of feelings for Peyton because when he's busted by Liv in the next episode in you know in physician, like he mm-hmm. seems to be kind of a little upset by this and not just because like perhaps some sort of the plan that he was doing which was being the the star witness against Mr. Boss uh is is blowing up in his face. I I think he had some sort of attachment to her. I don't know. Do you guys think? Yeah, so? I think he. I mean, I think he has. I think he had. I don't. I mean, I guess he had some sort of feelings for her. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, yeah. how could you not have feelings for her? I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> of some. Way. But he should have known that she is out of his league. That you know, he's a criminal. He should. If she didn't know better, he should have realized that. I mean, she should have known better because even not knowing that he was Blaine, I mean, he still was a part of. <laughs> Mr. Boss's organization, you know, because she's getting all her information yeah. from him. Like, what are you, girl? It's not worth it. Like, <laughs> well, he's now a he's now a business owner, and he's uh he's out of the, he's out of it, and he just has, happens to have this information. He, he wants to. Yeah, but he wants Robbie to, is cute, and he's at home, and he's waiting. On you. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come on now. And they're getting drunk. They're drinking yeah. every night. Well, that comes well, after. <laughs> Uh, which I love the the fact that Robbie does makes like a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference where um, Peyton is uh, Karen Allen and he's the yeah. fat Nepalese man. <laughs> She's not a fan. Um, so what did you guys like? Did you guys like watching this again? Did you enjoy this brain, the librarian brain, or did you just kind of like meh? Um, it, it, I don't, I don't like that, uh, Liv kind of, and she really didn't come on to Ravi or Clive, but that, you know, just, ugh, just the thought of Liv and Ravi or Liv and Clive, uh-uh. <laughs> like a brother and sister thing. thing. But I am like the self-proclaimed, um, starter of Ravioli, so I just want you to know That's that. That's right, yeah. <laughs> If you trace it back to its roots on Twitter, it's me. I started. Man, but I'm, but I've always shit that in a friendship way, so I do get what you're saying. It is, yeah. It's really weird watching her smack his ass. I was just like, yes. Mm. Yeah. And you can tell, like, there's he's got this look on his face, like must not, must not. <laughs> and then and then when she's got her like all her bosoms all exposed for Clive's <laughs> face, I was just like. <laughs> That was great. He was trying to look anywhere but. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think my favorite part of that was when she says that uh, men are so fallow centric, Clive. Why is that? And he just kind of like just goes, they j- just are. 
<laughs> and I, I, I wrote in my notes, like, Clive deals with so much. And just, you know, the fact that he finds out about everything at the end of the season, I, I just want to see a scene of Clive and Liv sitting down and being like, okay, so that was, that was what? Oh, man. See, I thought you were losing your mind, at the, you know, and just relating stories. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I don't... I like the brain, but it was just I wish there was more Kristen Bell, that's all. I just really wish there was more Kristen yeah. Bell. But and the murder was I mean, it's always the spouse, so I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Clive has proven right yet again. Um yeah. But I did I did like Liv tell, uh, asking Ravi and um Major if they ever wrestled in the news. <laughs> they take her very seriously. <laughs> yes, they're just like we have it, but maybe we should. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, yes, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and yeah, yeah, she was she was super hot in that episode. So, um, uh, what else? What else? Um, De Beers and De Weed. That that was a fun little story <laughs> yes. to find out. Blaine's actual last name is Blaine McDonough, and uh, she he's still kind of referred to as Blaine De Beers after that. But um, yeah, and that how that whole. The whole like last twenty minutes of the episode, or maybe like fifteen, revolving around the interrogation of Blaine, and then Peyton showing up at Liv's doorstep and finally finding out about everything, you know, uh, was great. And then the final reveal of, you know, Peyton warning Liv that you know sleeping, don't just sleep with anybody. They could be they could be anyone or whatever, you know. And then you see Drake. Draped across her bed. Yeah, like this back half of this this episode was like really. It was just like the balls just started rolling. They kind of wrapped up the case really quickly, but mm-hmm. then you get like major and minor, and you get you know the whole Blaine thing, and you get her and Drake. So it just and then Vaughn, and you know it was just it, it really started like rolling. And I loved um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I love that Daniela Alonso. She played the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know she was in One Tree Hill, so you know I'm just gonna give her some love there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And shamelessly plug my own podcast, so, you know. Oh, please, go right ahead. What I'd mention is the One Tree Hill podcast. What, yes, it is. And uh, uh, we're, in, we're currently in season three. We, we binge cast One Tree Hill. Um, guys, <laughs> check it out. So it got a, it's got a crazy long title, so just search There's Only One Tree Hill. Just search that, and you'll find it. Awesome. Well, you know, if you're looking for it, it will be in the uh, show notes as well. You can just click on the link if you're looking for it. Um, and uh, I know because I've already prepared it. <laughs> Uh, I won't forget. Um, yeah, and the only other things I liked was I, I wanted to mention was uh, the um, I believe it was Socrates who said of Hemlock, "I drank what?" And uh, that's a that's actually a if you ever seen the movie Real Genius, that's a Val Kilmer line from Real Genius. And uh, what was the other one? Um, shoot! Oh yes, Basio coming firmly against T. I, I I love her even more. You don't like tea? It's yeah, it's just like she says, burnt water with plants in it. <laughs> no thank Sorry, you. In the, in the south, they really love their tea, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. Sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is basically sugar water. Yes, but it's good. It's delicious. <laughs> but uh, all right. Uh, oh, I yes. love how Bazio. You know, she was bad because some somebody had uh, taken the last cake up, 
and she yes. she said she'd burn uh, Clive's lap, but she was going <laughs> to need it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting into the next episode, and we talked a lot about it, about it, but might be a few more things. I did right at the top of the episode. Uh, I, I I love how like our binge watch is turning into like these like fun little double features because the end scene of 50, Sh- 50 shades matches up with the beginning of this one where like Liv is climbing back into bed with Drake and Peyton, who's just had that talk with Liv is really upset and comes home to Ravi and then, you know, drinks him under the table. Uh, so I thought that was nice. You could see the yeah. things that happened before kind of affecting the next, the next episode. Yeah. Uh, and is she drinking because she's scared? I think she's drinking because she's she just found out that she slept with who she slept with the guy who murdered a bunch of runaways and her lives boyfriend and yeah all I can say she must have an iron liver because I just she's mm. tossing him back yeah and, you know it's never in my life <laughs> um yeah and Ravi takes a beating. Peyton says that he's that she would uh, scratch Ravi if she was turned into a zombie so she could have a friend. Yeah, which is kind of—I don't know—I felt like I was kind of selfish. Like, yeah. oh, now. <laughs> like, are you trying to be Live Two Point here? Like, what are you doing? Are you trying to be like Chris Pratt from Passengers? Uh, spoilers. Uh- <laughs> it's okay. I hadn't seen it, but I had it spoiled for me, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I really wanted to like that movie, but oh my gosh. Uh, I just can't stand Jennifer Lawrence, so I'm just like, it's cool. All right. We we won't discuss it. We'll leave it alone. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about it in our bonus episode. (laughs) Nothing about iZombie, all about J-Law. Uh, what kind of drink was Peyton ma- making? Can we? Like, I was watching her and I was trying to figure out which, when she, when Liv came to the office and she poured all that hot sauce in it. It's like, what is she actually making? Like, what is this drink? It's not a Bloody Mary. What what is this? <laughs> she, I don't know. Like, well, I I'm curious to try it if I knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have another episode where uh, Liv doesn't have like she doesn't have a vision until the end of the episode, which is amazing. That she has to like fly by the seat of her pants and use her real brain to investigate things. Yeah, I guess. Explain to me how she knew D.A. Baracus was under the house. She, she, hmm, well, did she has some ears. I don't know. <laughs> she saw all the hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't, she just, I think she explained later, like, she didn't think that he'd just like leave his food supply behind. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah. Why did they go to the lake house anyway? Uh, it was an address, I believe. Like they found out Dia Baracus was missing, and this lake house was listed under his name. They went no, because they went to the boat, the boat that had all the blood on it, and right. they, they oh, about yeah. a cab. And then some, I don't really remember. Like I just watched it again too. I was like, I don't even remember how they got to <laughs> the boat to the to the lake house. I just know Clive comes out with this big ass shotgun. And I'm just like, what's happening right now? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually ha- I actually wrote out um, the the case here because there was a lot of um, people pretending to be other people in this, so it gets a little confusing. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Let me see if I have this straight. Mm-hmm. The three henchmen of Stacy Boss, which one was his nephew and carried a machete, mm-hmm. <laughs> went and pretended to be the chaos killer and took him in a boat. Right. And now this so- is interesting because like he's they're pretending to be the chaos killer and this is something that Mr. Boss learns from the newspaper. But the whole boat technique is something that we've only seen employed by Sebastian, who worked for Max Rager. So it's a double, like, oh, it could be Max Rager doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. So D.A. Baracus goes full zombie, full-on zombie mode and mm-hmm. cuts all their heads off. Yep. They re- that, the bodies wash up on shore. He takes their heads to eat their brains later. Yeah. But because the police come in, he hides under the house. Yep. And then Major gets in trouble for missing that zombie, so he has to go back and get him. I think the one thing that I would I, I was thinking, like, Major, what the heck, man? That was dumb. It's the fact that, like, Baracus is missing, um, and it looks as if, like, he's been taken because his place is spray-painted up like the Chaos Killer. But Major volunteers the information to Vaughn that, no, that's not me. That wasn't me. (laughs) So, you know, Vaughn does more digging and discovers that this guy is totally a zombie. Like, his whole budget is dedicated to hot sauce and spray tans and stuff. So, why don't Major just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I took care of that. And then, like, on his own, go looking for Varakis. (laughs) But. You know what? I didn't think about that, but you have a point. Like it would he could have just simply just said, "Oh, I made a mistake," and he yeah. was actually a zombie, and I took care of it. Yep. So but that's because Major, but Major's a Boy Scout, and they just want us to know that he would never lie. That's so, true. You know, he's blah. So you know, they just gotta. Go. Except for all the lying that he's doing to live right now. <laughs> that's true. That's just that's just payback because she lied to him. So yeah. it's cool. You know. So on top of all this, like you, you have to keep track of all these like little layers here of like is it bosses of Max Rager? Is it bosses of Max Rager? Blaine, of course, is the wrench in all the gears here as well because he's trying to get Mister Boss off his back. So he gets his reporter, who happens to be a zombie or prop. Maybe he just went ahead and scratched himself a reporter and was like, "Guess what? <laughs> You're mine now." To then just write up a bunch of hashtag face fake news. Uh, to point the finger at Mr. Boss for Baracus's murder. Um, yeah. So, like, it's, it's definitely it's hard to keep track of all the pieces, but that's, I, I really appreciate this episode for making you, making me, like, figure all this stuff out, as well as, Yeah, you know. it's a better mystery. Yeah. yeah you know, like, compared to the first, the first was so contrived and went back and forth that didn't even... Hold your attention, but yeah, this yeah. one was really and the fact that it's like Liv doesn't have a brain and she's got to figure this stuff out, but it also has something to do with stuff that she's involved with the the mythology of the show. Mm-hmm. And there's no know. visions until the end of the episode where that vision actually drops some huge bit of knowledge that she didn't even know about, which is that the this Madison girl who's. There's no case involved. There's no case for, about this Madison girl. She just walked in front of a bus staring at her phone like an idiot. It turns out she might not have been uh, staring at her phone. She might have just been high on Lucky You, <laughs> which is the most potent utopium. And then she finds out that Donnie was selling it, who is somebody that 
is working with uh, Drake and Blaine. So Blaine's a new player. So boom. I, I thought that was a great reveal at the end. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, I just when you mentioned Drake, I just have to like hold back my vomit. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like the brand, like this episode, like it was a wasted opportunity a little bit. I just wanted more from Liv not having to having to solve a case without actually having the brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was it conveniently kind of fell into place, and I was like, you know, there was no real kind of challenge for it. So I was just like, mm, okay, but you know. Mm-hmm. And the that, brain was fun. The yeah. Yeah, boxing video was hilarious. Oh, oh my! That was great. <laughs> my kids, I, my kids at this point, uh, we've been trying to like pull them away from all this stuff, but uh, they they were majorly hooked, <laughs> majorly hooked on the uh, uh, unboxing videos at this point when this episode was broadcast. So when she comes on the camera, she's like, "Yeah, I got a few things from Morgan Tech that I want to show you all about." I immediately understood what she was talking about, and yeah, it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> 150 people watched you watched you unpack a box. How? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and is it in this episode where she meets um, Blake's mom? I mean, yeah, Drake's yeah. mom. I don't know what. Yeah, Blake, Blake, Drake. Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Beefcake. That's all he is. It's just a beefcake. <laughs> My husband thinks he looks like John Cena, so I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, he does a little. Yeah. He's so baby faced. He looks like he's 20 he has, years old. He has Taylor Lautner face, where like it looks like his face never developed. I used to call it fetus face, like where like all of his features are kind of centered. <laughs> uh, I hope he never listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I liked him in um, Starcrossed. You okay. know, so cool. You know, he played a good alien. Um, uh, um, but yeah. I just wanted to point out because I was talking about his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband hates this show. He um, this show. He hates this show. Yeah, he doesn't like anything with um, narration. Um, So this is only the second time that I've ever heard him really laugh at something in the show when I listen (laughs) to it, which is when, you know, her mom is – or his mom is like – when he was like, she's beautiful, Ma, and she was just like, so is the sun, but you can't stare directly at it. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, lost it. He's like, I'm going to use that line. (laughs) So – Hey, this 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 show like I didn't it do like narration at the beginning and now it doesn't really do it anymore or was it or is it, it just... did it did once in this in one of these episodes oh. yeah in Fifty Shades of oh no this episode it was this episode when she was talking about when she was in the uh, when she was in the lake house and she was talking about Baraka she was she was like oh think where could a zombie hide in this house and then oh, she kind of yeah. goes That's over right. but. Yeah, I, I just, don't think it's a regular thing. He just hates what I like. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, my spouses are the too. worst. Yeah, like, let's rebel. He, he hates. So you know, it's like a, it's a chore <laughs> to make him watch this stuff. So. Yeah, my husband. Oh, uh, werewolf, vampire, <laughs> monsters, getting it on. That's what you like. Are you a fourteen-year-old girl? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> we all are. Um, <laughs> all are. I made him watch Dawson's Creek the other day. I've been trying to get him to do it for yes. years, and we were listening to the uh, the We Don't Want to Wait podcast like a while back, <laughs> and and he was just like, uh, he's like, this show, I just I can't. And he was like talking so bad about uh, Katie Holmes. I was like, look, you know, we you might be getting some divorce papers if you don't if you don't stop. Uh, <laughs> what is there bad to say about Katie Holmes? He just doesn't like her, and he doesn't like her acting, and you know, oh, just some well. people just don't get it. I'm like, you'll leave Joey's. Creek alone, okay? Like, <laughs> get out. But 
he he thinks that the um, he does think that Rose McIver really plays you know live really well and all the brains. So I guess I'll give him that. All right, that's good. I suppose. Uh, what else? I there was uh, one thing I noticed was that Janko is a private military contractor. Like he's, he's called that. And it's interesting to hear that knowing that the whole Fillmore Graves thing is coming into play soon, but we know that he's not a zombie because, uh, Liv ends up eating his brains, um, for the season finale. So I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. <laughs> um, Oh, I thought it was a very touching scene where Major ends up taking Barakas and uh, then it shows, like, you know, whatever Let's music. Let's brought his suicide note. Yeah, because yeah. he's got a kid. And, um, and then, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder who he, who else he, like, we know he talked to Natalie. And I mm-hmm. believe he said he talked to Colin, the guy who was in charge of uh, the miner's owner. Mm-hmm. He said, "Please take care of my dog," um, but um, I don't. I, I'm sure he didn't talk to Angus. I just wonder, like, you know, he's talked to like three out of the five uh, that are in the freezer that we know of. How and how big is this freezer? It's, a, it's not that deep. It's a huge freezer. You've never seen a bigger freezer. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> All these. All these bodies cannot fit. I was looking at Brock and I was like, okay, because everybody keeps making a point how he's these he's, he's this middle aged doughy man, and I'm like, and you're gonna stuff him in here with these other people. Like, it should be pretty full at this point. There's just one freezer in here, Major. What's you you kind of feel bad for Natalie because she was the she was the last person in. So it's like, does he pull Natalie out and be like, hold on, right, hold on, get you back out, and put you on top. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I lost my train. Oh, did Major get everybody's? You know, approval. Did he get everybody's consent? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Before he did this, he definitely didn't get Angus's. Angus would not go for this at all. And I don't think yeah. I know enough about Tim Addis, the lumber guy. Did we meet him? I keep getting him confused with the guy that uh, from Real Housewife of Seattle, a Real Dead Housewife of Seattle. That guy. Is that but the guy that had the two kids? He's the one. Oh yeah, that's right. Addis had the two kids. I'm just over here like who? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miner's Miner's owner was the Colin Andrews, the tech kid, software but, guy. Yeah. yeah, the tech guy, tech guy, young guy. So, yeah, I wonder. And Robin, I'm, I know you probably know this. So I just wonder, I because I was watching this episode before this, the, before I, I got on the, you know, on this. Um, what is the name of the song playing at the end of the episode? I didn't realize how much I loved it until I heard it, and so I figured you might know. Just so, you know. Oh, no. I keep stick it's Leonard Cohen, but that was the end of the last episode. Mm, you know Now I'm that? sad. Uh, I might be able to find out really quickly. <laughs> wow. uh, I'll, just, I'll just wait for the uh, Music of Season 2 podcast. Tomorrow. Yes, I got to work on that. And I got to turn down my levels this time because, sorry, I blew. I'm sorry in advance that I blew your ears out. Um, because yeah, some of the music came out pretty loud. Physician healed I selfie at the end of the episode. I uh, wasn't watching the detectives. No, in the dark is another. No, uh, the uh, the the knower by Youth Lagoon. Okay. Because uh, I'm finding I find this stuff out on tunefind.com, and it says under that it says Floyd hears a noise outside, then he's ambushed by 
Major who drugs him. Major has Floyd. I forgot Baracus's first name was Floyd. Write a suicide note, drugs him again. Proof of death. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, wait. Are you talking about when Liv and Drake have their date night? Absolutely not. Because uh, <laughs> that's the actual end of the episode. That's Speakerhead's uh, song, Looking at You. Mm, I blocked that. I don't even remember that happened, I'll be honest with you. So, you know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I was so hard on him when this first was airing. Like I yeah. was all over Twitter, just like I don't get it and I hate this. <laughs> and, um, and then when he when he turned out to be a good guy, spoilers. I you know I was just like, oh, okay, I still don't like him. Yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> and I was glad he was dead. Yeah, yeah. I think I think our general impression was like, how do we take this guy? Like, is is he uh, is he uh, somebody that we should trust or what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess, uh, rest in peace? I'll say rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else you think uh, you wanted to talk about for Physician Heal Day Selfie? No. Uh, okay. Um, Steph had to step away from the mic, dear listeners. Uh, so, we usually do trivia after this, but... Why don't we do feedback first? Feedback. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous you guys get feedback. Oh, really? You don't get any in your show? I get nothing. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't get more feedback. Hint, hint, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, any listeners here who may have watched uh, Robert Buckley and One Tree Hill who want to give us some feedback about where we are in One Tree Hill, uh-huh. come on, give it to us. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, this is a, just a quick comment that was written on our website <laughs> from Dave. He says, been enjoying the recaps. Nothing major to mention. Just cannot wait till the series returns. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Me too, Dave. <laughs> Same. Uh, all right. And here is our email from Efrex. Yeah. Hey, Robin and Steph and Winston. Uh, can't believe we're in the home stretch for season three. I miss this show so friggin' much. Last week, you mentioned half jokingly that you'd like to do a podcast on the Vancouver actors who bounce around all the different shows that filmed there. If you ever did do that podcast, you'd have a great subject from this week's episodes. Lee Garrington, who played Muriel Fletcher, the murder victim. <laughs> Minor. <laughs> uh, okay, Lee Garrington, who played Muriel Fletcher, the murder victim's librarian co-worker in Fifty Shades, just showed up in last week's episode of The Magicians and has had a 30-plus year career playing bit roles in TV, film, and stage, including the female lead and the pilot of Z- Seinfeld before her character got dropped and replaced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, interesting. I think I've read that somewhere, yeah. It was also great to hear about how the iZombie comic creators appreciate the TV show despite its deviation from the source material. Yeah, agreed. Uh, You watch The Magicians? I I do. I love it. We actually got like the whole season basically in screeners, so I am, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty far ahead, so I mean, I've love it i keep hearing good things about it i would say watch it the first couple episodes are really slow but definitely gets better i saw it all jump on netflix recently so 
Um, anyhow, on to the episodes themselves. Rewatching Fifty Shades, I'm just astonished at how many plot points the writers are able to cram into a single episode without it feeling forced or rushed. I love the fact that once you buy into the show's crazy underlying concept, you get fantastic character and relationship writing at every turn, along with snappy dialogue, a sprinkling of meta-humor, and oh yeah, a murder mystery to solve. The deepening relationship between Liv and Drake... The <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The Bozano interactions. Uh, Blaine and... Those are great. Yeah. Um, I wonder who started Bozano. I keep thinking it was us, but it's it probably isn't. I think I probably jumped on it. There was one that... I, I tried to start uh, Charles Crabarty, but, like, nobody... Nobody can... Nobody does it. Like, they can spell Bozano just fine, but you can't spell Charles Crabarty. It's just probably hard to pronounce, you know. That's all. Not every not everyone can be, you know, the creator of the next ravioli or plain. You know, it's okay. <laughs> plain, come on, that's so terrible. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about them. They're plain. <laughs> uh, Blade and Peyton. This show is a soap opera, and yet the characters and their relationships never feel forced. I admit to not being thrilled with the scene where Liv starts cooing around Ravi or the fan service shot of Liv's cleavage. Uh, neither, I, I don't know. I thought it was meant to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, neither scene is really consistent with how the murder victim actually acted, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and it seems a bit gratuitous to my way of thinking. The Ravi Major simultaneous mm-hmm to Liv's comment on Clive, though, priceless. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they're talking about he really fits out those shirts. We didn't talk when he's like, she really, like, he really fills out those fitted shirts. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Leonard Cohen is a singer who I'm, whom I admire more than I actually like, but A Thousand Kisses Deep is just a perfectly creepy song to play over the episode's closing sequence. Yes, and you will definitely be hearing that on the Songs of Season 2 uh, episode. Um, uh, uh, Physician Heal Thy Selfie is all about revving up the various plot wheels that were previously set into motion. Is this the first episode where we don't even have a murder mystery to solve? Blaine's tense encounter with Mr. Boss is a great suspenseful scene, and Baracus's tragedy is just crushing. We also get great scenes with Steven Weber. I think my single biggest regret in this season is that the writers never found a way to have Mr. Boss and Vonda Clark on screen at the same time. The two villains are such a great study in contrasts, and both actors are so fantastically creepy and scary in different ways. All the best, Efrex. Oh, you kill it with your feedback. I mean, I love I love listening to it every week. So you know, keep it coming. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could just read it and say, "Oh, that was my thoughts." <clears throat> I was gonna say because he really like summed like you didn't even have me on. You didn't even need to have me on here. Like, just read his <laughs> feedback. And you'd have had it. You know. Yeah. Minus the Drake and Live stuff, though. Like he went a little too far there, but you know. <laughs> Uh, all right, and uh, there's one last bit of uh, feedback here, and that is from Marissa. Marissa says, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter was a fun episode. Live as a porny librarian was hilarious, which was a good thing because there were a lot of bad things going on elsewhere in the episode that needed to be balanced out. Peyton sleeping with Blaine, for one. Even on the face of it, an assistant DA sleeping with her source in a criminal trial is a bad idea. Once you add in the fact that it's Blaine, it becomes a very, very bad idea. 
Speaking of bad ideas, Liv's newfound libido pushes her into the arms of Drake, something in retrospect actually isn't that bad since we know who he actually is. Wow, that's too... Hashtag, hashtag plain bad, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was going to say something else. I just Did she say porny? Did she say porny librarian, right? Porny librarian, yes. So not horny, but porny. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, I, I, hashtag porny. That's my new thing. <laughs> uh, and Marissa finishes her feedback by talking about physician. Physician heal thy selfie is interesting because it's the first episode where the brain of the week isn't a murder. Lives. I was. I read that before, and I was like, I. It made me want to go back and reread like all the synopsises of all the episodes. <laughs> like, was that true? I'll just take your word for it, Marissa. Uh, Liv's social media obsessed victim walked in front of a bus because she was glued to her phone. Uh, uh, uh. She was probably high on Utopium, which she shouldn't have been dealt because it was too powerful. So therefore, depending on your view of Utopium and the laws that govern drugs, uh, it may have been you – could you, you might be able to get away with calling it a, I don't know, second degree murder. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it could have been worse. She, she could have died while eating ice cream. So, you know, we'll just... Right. <laughs> I feel like Nobody you're referring... I feel like you're referring to something I should have picked up. You should have, but it's cool. What was it? <laughs> Mitch, Dawson's Creek. Uh, oh, no! No, no! I just had that block from my mind. Oh, no. <laughs> Dad eating ice cream. <laughs> Uh, listeners, Only on Dawson's Creek. Uh, if you haven't seen Dawson's Creek, you should have seen it by now. And it, okay, sorry, spoilers. No, it's okay. I, I'm just going to fill everybody in that is like, what, huh? Um, skip ahead if you are planning on watching Dawson's Creek. Uh, but if not, um, yeah, Dawson's father's uh, Mitch uh, is driving back from getting ice cream in a rainstorm and is eating a cone where suddenly, like, what the sc- the scoops come fall <laughs> off the cone, and he while he's driving in this dark rainy street decides to reach down underneath the dashboard to try to I don't know scoop it back into his cone to get a couple more licks and then crashes and dies. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was the walking into the bus before there was walking into the bus. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, she says, uh, regardless, it proves to be an interesting challenge as Liv immediately tweets a picture of her lunch, including the oh-so-important ingredient, ingredients of brains. <laughs> Oops. There's also plenty of juicy situations with Blaine, Mr. Boss, Peyton, and Liv. Things really start to get interesting and complicated in this episode. I'm getting really excited for season three. Only a month to go. Yes, I know. Even less than that. I'm so psyched. Uh, and Steph, are you back? Yes. Awesome. Uh, let's do some trivia, and then we'll get out of here, okay? Let's, okay. Uh, just just in case you want, like, to to uh, uh, have your soul crushed, you know, <laughs> we'll do some trivia. All right, uh, uh, Winston, you're, you're our guest. Uh, we want odds or evens. 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 Okay. So, Steph, you're going to get the first question, okay? Sorry. Okay. Steph. Here we. <laughs> it's fine. What job did Grace's husband Andy have before he was paralyzed? Oh, he was a firefighter. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Winston, I might as well just give this one to you. Uh, what was the name of Grace's book? Huh? Maybe he um, forgets. You know, <gasps> um, 
I know it had something to do with the with the cockpit wasn't in the title, but I just know there was a cockpit. I you know what? Don't know. Oh don't no. Know. <laughs> Steph, do you remember it? Just for fun? No. No. Is the upright position. Oh, oh yeah. as read by Kristen Bell. Yeah. Oh, because the airplanes oh my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Steph, how many states has Major collected license plates from? <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. Well, it's either 50 or under. Take a guess. 48? Oh, no. Sorry. Winston, do you remember? 23. Oh, you're a little closer. It was 30. It's 30. That's, does he say how many he collected? Yeah. Well, that, he says, why do why do people bury Bury life? Yeah. License plates. I remember that. I just I've remember got license how many. plates from... Uh, wait, let me just... Uh, it's it's uh, I got the script right here. Uh, all this digging in the field and still no tainted utopian, but I have license plates from thirty states. <laughs> that's that's his line. Uh, all right, so Winston, your uh, question is: What does Bl- Peyton and Blaine? What do Peyton and Blaine share a bottle of? What is the drink that they're drinking? Whiskey. That is correct. Ding 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 ding. Yay. <laughs> Steph, what does Blaine say happens to him when he drinks tequila? He goes cockney. <laughs> That's right. I go drunk cockney, I do. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's a, that was a correct sound. <laughs> uh, Winston, Clive tells the CI that Liv is a tastemaker, but Liv says that she calls herself what? Um, an entree? No, no idea. <laughs> Steph, do you remember? A style something. No, more of I'm more of an online influencer. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to bring up the doll that he like. What kind of doll he referenced her to be? I paid I paid attention to that, and, that, oh, and so I'm like still disappointed now. Sally, tiny tears. Sally, tiny tears. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Steph, what is the Twitter handle of the person that Vaughn has killed? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, it was like uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You was it? Was it like Trickmeister? Close. Is Trick- Trickster seventeen? <laughs> Is Trickster one oh seven? She was really close. Really That's close. What really close. Uh, all right, it's your turn, Winston. Name one of the magazines that Vaughn considers sending to a tr- Twitter troll. Um, Bathhouse Monthly. That's right. <laughs> Slow Torture in Gardens. Yep. Chub Hub. Yep. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I can only give you one point, though. I, I know. So rules okay. again. <laughs> Steph, last chance to get a point here. What was the name of the guy that gave Drake his scar? Frank. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's crazy things I can do. Uh, And Winston, how much money was the utopium worth that Blaine took from Mr. Boss before he heaps interest on it? $4,000. Wow. That is correct. (laughs) Well, you guys are both winners this week. You got tied three to three. Yay. The points don't matter. What are you talking about? Like, who's lying? Yeah, you're all winners. All right. Now, pretend you're in an elevator. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's going up. And the floor has dropped out. All right. So we're not going to continue with the who's line thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, well, um, so we have next time on uh, the iZombie podcast, uh, we have three more rewatch podcasts until season three premieres. And these are all great episodes to keep us busy. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to get started with The Whopper. And then we're going to do Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind. And of course, if you remember from last year, the season was only supposed to have 13 episodes, got extended to 19. So the Whopper was originally going to be the season finale. So, yeah, it's one hell of an episode. I can't like wait to talk really about it. It's a really good episode. Yeah. So. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, Winston, thank you very much for being on our show. And thank you for having me two years after you extended the invite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's you back for season three. Um, what, where can we uh, want to remind our listeners where we can find you online? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Capeside Redemption. Um, first yes. and last name, Winston Mize. Um, you can find me at SpoilerTV.com, author code WM. And you can always find me on Facebook, um, just first and last name. And also listen to my podcast. There's only one real podcast that matters. So, you know. <laughs> You'll find that in the show notes, folks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Steph, you got anything to say before we go? Mm-mm. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!